Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen and Peter, you've got colds and flu on your mind this time. Now, for many of us, colds and flu are pretty much a part of our winter scene. We just we just get them no matter what we do. But you actually say that having the odd cold or flu is potentially a good thing. Why is this so? Well, look, I think, um, you know, I've, over the years I've seen a lot of people that um, will come in and they'll say that they'll never, haven't been sick for five years, mm. <clears throat> hasn't had a, haven't had a cold or flu and I'm just like for a lot of people that end up being diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, there's some autoimmune um, pathways that people sort of can follow where the immune system may actually be too revved up to deal with colds and flu. So anything coming in just sort of gets zapped. Um, it's like a computer game, isn't it's it? It's like or, or like a, like one of them having one of those mozzie zappers. This is yeah. just my theory. This is not science at all. So what I've found with those people is that it actually can be a sign. Like getting a cold or flu I think is good because it – pulls the rug out from under your feet, makes you stop, go to bed for a few days, realise the world can get on just fine without you. And um, I think it does give your immune system a good sort of shake-up, produce a heap of mucus, clear some muck out of your lungs. So I, I think it's a good thing. So it, it kind of is acting like uh, like the cleaning maid, just getting rid of all the Yeah, the stuff yeah, a here. bit of a rest, a rest and reset. <clears throat> not, you know, you only want to have one cold or one, maybe not even the flu, really, like maybe one cold every couple of years. But um, I see there's a benefit. And it's interesting, a lot of um, patients that I see that have, you know, say chronic fatigue type conditions, fibromyalgia, often they'll say the funny thing is that they never actually get properly sick. They'll feel like they've got a cold coming on or a flu and they might have a sore throat for a day, but then the next day it's gone. So for those people, I'll often say, you know, how you know you're actually getting better is when you actually get a decent dose of something to know that your immune system's actually starting to work properly again. But again, that's just all my theory based on... It, it does kind of go against how, the way you think, doesn't it? Because in your mind, it's like, well, I'm not getting sick. I'm just breezing down the road. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, all, the, all those old ads, you know, that the, the crazy thing in this, like life's so busy and crazy and flat out these days that if getting a cold puts you to bed for a couple of days and you have, can have a really good rest, lots of chicken soup, watch some TV, read a book, have a really good break, then that's so much better than think that you have to soldier on and take a heap of... Um, you know, medications to dry up your symptoms so you can keep being busy and flat out. Which is probably what puts you in that <laughs> place of being sick to start with. That's exactly right. And that's, I always say to patients, you know, well, why do, why do you think you got sick? And most times people will say, oh, well, it's because I've, you know, been working the last five weekends straight or, you know, we've been really busy or, you know, not looking after ourselves. So usually there's a reason behind it. So so I guess we do want to, though, build up our immune system, make it nice and strong. Um, how are some of the ways that we can do that so that we don't get too run down, but just the right amount of run down? <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm so saying all of that, I am a big fan of trying to keep your immune system as healthy and, and, and happy as possible. Um, every winter, uh, I always take echinacea. I take echinacea pretty much all the time. Um, it's one of my favorite herbs. And... It's in the, in the past. There's been a lot of um, misnomers about echinacea. People have said you should only take it for a short period of time, then you should stop it. Um, but most stuff coming out about echinacea is that it can be used as a long-term herb. Uh, it helps to keep your immune system more vigilant, more alert, keeps your white blood cells happier. Um, there were some stories around about if you're asthmatic, you shouldn't take echinacea. And some forms of echinacea, they'll actually use only the flowering tops of the plants. So for people that, you know, maybe buy echinacea over the counter, you need to know whether it's the flowering tops. We only use 
the herb that comes from the stems and the roots so that there's less possible chance of allergy. So, so it's the stuff from the flowering and that, that could be an allergy problem. Could be if more you of have an allergy allergies. for asthmatics. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And even just, you know, with, with, you know, there's nothing, and I would say, you know, sometimes patients will come in and they're taking a heap of natural things to try and prevent getting sick and they still get sick and they come in a bit cross and say, well, I've been taking all this stuff and I still got sick. And I say, well, you know, you, your immune system is pretty clever. Like if your body needs to have a good break, that's what's going to happen. But taking things like echinacea, um, some research has shown that it can reduce the number of recurrent colds caught up to by 60%, and that's about the same stats of the flu vaccine. I, that's a very that's interesting, interesting parallel, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, and if you do get a cold or flu, echinacea reduces the illness by up to a quarter. So as I said, it boosts your white blood cell count. So I, I long story short, I'm talking a lot today, um, I take echinacea all through winter particularly, and I'd start that. What month is it now, May? I'm a little bit late, actually. Although I do take echinacea, but I also take um, vitamin C. Um, vitamin C is probably one of my favorite vitamins. If I had nothing else to treat people with, I'd probably give everybody vitamin C. Um, <laughs> You're cutting yourself out, some, out yeah. of some complicated, complicated uh, diagnosis there. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So vitamin C um, really plays a big role with our immune system. Um, vitamin C is really important for our adrenals and stress coping. So our adrenals work harder in the cold weather, just adjusting to change of temperature. So, and vitamin C, we tend to have less of it maybe over winter because we're not having the fruits, and that's probably our highest source of vitamin C. Things like um, kiwi fruit, oranges to a certain degree, like organic fresh grown fruit is probably our highest source. Which is probably kind of good that things like oranges are well in season in winter time. Yeah, that's mm. and maybe that's why they're in season in winter, Mark. There you go. We've we've just <laughs> what, a, what a team, what a team. <laughs> Before we move on, you want to just go back and touch on something else in the echinacea world because there's a little trick with it. Yeah, my little helper in the studio today, my wife is here to um, make sure I'm doing everything above board, and she mentioned a really good point. Mm-hmm. With um, echinacea, how you know it's actually a good quality echinacea is it does need to catch you at the back of your throat. So it's like a little afterburn? Like a, like a little afterburn. If you don't have that afterburn, then it doesn't contain the um, active ingredients, the alcohol. Alco- Al- it in- hasn't got alcohol the in al- it, Peter. The active ingredients <laughs> yeah. um, that actually will make the echinacea work for you. So if you buy one over the counter and it tastes lovely, you might as well just take it back because it won't actually give it won't actually contain the compounds that are going to be beneficial yeah oils and oils as they that's say it. That's couple, it. couple of other things for, to boost our immune system zinc, zinc is next on your list yep yeah particularly if people are getting cold cold sores um or mouth ulcers or again um, anything that's taking a long time to heal good way to tell if you're low is zinc in zinc is have a look at your fingernails if you have white spots have you got white spots no, on your nails no white spots at all awesome. nothing not always accurate, but like that can be one of the um, definite signs that you might be low in zinc. Um, and vitamin D as well, you know, the fact that we're less outdoors in winter. So it's hard, you know, to get out there with your shirt off in the middle of um, a freezing cold day, but still important to make sure your vitamin D. And if you're getting bloods done with your GP, ask them to always check your vitamin D. It's easy to do and easy to sort out. Uh, and if we're not getting it from the sun, I guess we can supplement that as well? Yeah, we can. We can. Ideal, always ideal to get things naturally if we can. But um, mm-hmm. vitamin D, particularly if people have autoimmune conditions or immune problems, um, vitamin D seems to play a big role. So, yeah. Perfect. Get, get tested, but like, don't just take stuff without knowing, you know, whether you really need it either. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You just take something because you think it looks all right, and 
like the bad echinacea that you were talking about. <laughs> uh, of course, from there we move on to our gut, and that's another way we can make sure our immune system is in check. Yeah, look, you know, we've talked so much on this program about having a healthy gut, and I think Lee Holmes last week, um, she had, did a great talk actually that last Tuesday night. We had um, a heap of 2NUR listeners there, which is always great to see. I always ask, where does everybody come from? And, um, you know, we always get a good turnout from 2NUR listeners. So thank you so much to all of you who came along. So Lee did a great talk about gut health. Um, one of the things we know is that, you know, up to 60 to 70% of our immune system is based around the gut. So making sure, you know, that you're eating healthy food, um, lots of nourishing stuff over winter. We'll go into that a little bit in a little while. But they're finding that actually specific strains of probiotics may actually help to reduce your incidence of cold and flu. Um, so strains like Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, these aren't just your... Oh. Well done, by the way. <laughs> no lie, well done. <laughs> so these two strains in particular can reduce the incidence of respiratory infections that are common in winter. I'm going to um, stop you there. Whereabouts can we get what you just said? What are the, where do we find those? Because I'm not going to have a crack at the names. No, no, but um, look, any, any um, naturopath... Mm-hmm. Um, we always stock specific strains of probiotics, um, some of the good health food stores. There are some good strains around, but you just need to speak to someone that knows. There's so many different strains around. Not all strains that are being um, sold out there have had a lot of research behind them. So we always stick with the ones that have been well-researched. So find someone that knows a lot about probiotics. If, you, if you're interested, take something particularly if you want it to be very specific for what's going on for you. I'm a little more concerned, though, why when we were naming these things, we couldn't take a leaf out of whoever named the vitamins, vitamin A, B, B2. <laughs> that, that's, as far, that's as complicated uh, as they got letters and numbers. That's true. Oh. That is so true. That would, would have been else, much easier. Everything else you need the degree not to know how to, to prescribe it, but how to spell it. <laughs> That's true, and I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure where um where the names come from, but um yeah, taking a probiotic through winter. Like one of the things we'll recommend for kids and kids' health particularly is to take a good quality probiotic through winter, as a ro- as the means of trying to reduce. There was something I think we talked about this earlier when we were talking about kids' health, um, and they were saying that the it's expected in Australia now that kids, toddlers and kids, early school age kids can be expected to get a cold or flu six to ten times in a year, mm. which is yeah, ridiculous to think that that's normal. So um, getting your kids on a probiotic as well as vitamin C and zinc and maybe some echinacea can make a big difference in that not happening. A couple of calls coming for you, Peter. And first up, it's Leonie. You've got a question for Peter today. Um, hi, Peter. Hi, Leonie. Uh, uh, Leonie from Hamilton. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts are on Astragalus 8. Yep, I'm a big fan of um, astragalus particularly. Um, it's a really good herb um, for chronic chronic fatigue, long-term viruses. Um, great for people that are recovering from colds and flus or from chronic fatigue type stuff. Um, very good for the liver as well. So, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I'd, I'd keep going. If that's working well, I'd definitely keep going with that. Excellent. Some great advice for you there, Leon. And good morning to you, Bob. Now, you've got a bit of a record. You say you have not had a cold in around 40 years. Is that right? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, by chance, uh, I moved habitat. I'm in my 80s. And in the early 80s, I moved habitat and became a chronic sinus sufferer. And uh, at that time, I used to read a magazine called New Scientist. 
and there was an article on that as to why Asians didn't suffer from sinus or hay fever. Right. And it was because of the thousands of years hereditary that garlic went through their system. Okay. And within a couple of months, Blackmores, the pill people, brought out a garlic program, which was for 12 months. I undertook that and actually became a study by, by Blackmores. Uh, somehow somebody found out what was happening. Yep. And uh, since uh, about 1981, 82, I have never sought medical treatment for a cold. Fantastic. And do you still take the garlic now? No, it was a 12 months. Uh, it was a 12-month situation. Uh, I had to take one tablet, 400-milligram garlic tablet each day, uh, uh, recommended at the same time each day, which to keep a certain standard in your system. Sure. And after three months, uh, my diseases uh, started to subside, and by the end of the 12 months, which was completed and actually supplied the uh, the by uh, Blackmores, they uh, they came on came to the Fantastic. scene and uh, gave me a year supply. It was very expensive in those days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and. Uh, there we are, since about 81, 82, I have never had a cold. Fan- fantastic, people- Bob. Yeah, there you go. I mean, 40 years is a long time to be doing anything, Peter. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's a long time not to have a and cold. And garlic, garlic is, um, that's an interesting story, isn't it? Like to have that garlic, and maybe other things have factored mm-hmm. into it since then as well. But um, garlic's definitely one of the, there's a great um, recipe you can make up if you've got a cold or flu, and I might talk about that next week, actually, using garlic, fresh garlic. Oh, lovely. All sounds very nice. It's a cooking program with Peter Mullen <laughs> next week. Good afternoon, Riley. You're our last caller today, and you've got a few supplements you'd like to run by Peter as well. Yeah, I've got a little, um, well, I call it my trick. Every single time I feel like I'm even slightly getting a cold, if I get the, you know, the sore throat or anything at all, I take three olive leaf extract capsules, three garlic capsules, liquid garlic, and two vitamin C's. And every single time I wake up the next day well. Wow, that is fantastic. So I'm just yep. wondering if there's any science behind it. <laughs> well, look, there's, there's science and there's science. Um, olive leaf, um, you know, like has a lot of reports about around being beneficial for the immune system. I don't know yep. that there's been a lot of studies done on olive leaf, but um, a lot of I don't use a lot of it. I tend to use more echinacea, but um, a lot of my um, colleagues use olive leaf in their herb mixes for immune. So, you know, whether there's science behind it or whether it's empirical, the fact that it works for you is great. It's amazing, and I try to tell everyone about it, but nobody believes me. And yeah. then when they've got cold, I say, "Look, no sympathy. I'm sorry." And they want to complain <laughs> about it. And garlic, <laughs> garlic, and vitamin C. There is quite a bit of research behind um, garlic being antibacterial. But the trick seems to be always with natural medicines. If you find something works really well for you, that um, yeah. that sounds like you're right on the money. That's it. Maybe it's just an in, on an individual basis, but certainly worked. It's worked for a lot of years. Well, that's awesome. Well, you've now told a lot of other listeners out there, so if they want to give that a go, they can... um, So three olive leaf capsules, three garlic capsules, and two vitamin C tabs. And on top of that, you'll have your garlic recipe for us next week. Hey, my kicker germ joy juice. Sounds good, doesn't (laughs) it? I just saw the bottle. (laughs) I just saw the bottle. But just very quickly to wrap up, um, any particular, beyond that, some recommendations you would have, uh, some general pointers to kick the cold and flu season in the behind? Yeah, look, look, just managing your stress, you know, is probably the biggest thing this day and age. And, um, 
We actually do have a really good talk coming up on the 26th of June. Um, I haven't written it yet, actually, because... How do you know it's going to be any good? Well, I'm just hoping it it is when I pull it all together. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's going to be on um, the anxiety epidemic. Mm. So I'm actually really excited about this because, you know, we're seeing an increase in anxiety. You need a guinea pig? (laughs) I'll come along. (laughs) I've taken notes and photos, so I might use you as a case study on the night. I think you might. I think you might. Some other good talks coming up, too. Uh, You'll be in Cessnock on Tuesday, June the 5th, doing a children's health talk. Yeah, we're going up to a a centre up there. So if people want to know more about that, they can get onto Facebook or um, contact it at the office. And something else I'm not, I can't really comment on either, your following talk on June the 19th. Yeah, fertility. Mm. So you're not interested in that? Well, I'm, I'm, hey, don't put it back on me. That was just a little nice segue into your talk about that. So he's got lots of stuff coming up, has Peter Mullen. And next week on the radio, protein, how much is enough? Yeah, this is a great topic with um, everyone doing paleo diets and caveman diets and ketogenic diets and getting a bit carried away maybe with the actual amount of protein we do need. So mm. I thought it's good just to, to bring things back to a level. Okay, that's a great talk next week on the radio, plus uh, all of the other uh, talks that are coming up, the ones that I'm not in part of. Thank <laughs> you, Peter. All right, that's health and wellbeing. Thank you for your calls as well. Peter Mullen uh, back next Tuesday uh, on the radio uh, right here at 2 and you RFM.